Hey everyone, this is Gris Alves, and you're listening to the Tales of Recovery podcast. You might be watching this on video on Instagram, but it's also available through audio on Apple Podcasts and Podbean and Spotify, and I think YouTube as well. I am on here talking about the why and what's going to happen in this Village Ways experience retreat that I've been curating here for a while, and I've gathered so many community of my community members and healers and friends to come and join us for this retreat experience that is going to be a trauma-informed sacred medicine journey where we'll have so many practices supporting our body and our nervous system in order to be able to integrate this healing modality that is very powerful, which is, yes, sitting with psilocybin, Nino Santos, uh, magic mushrooms, and then um, integrating all of what this medicine does in our brain and in our body. And I want to talk about not just logistics of it, but really the reason why um, I'm even, why this, why I'm doing this, why we do these retreats, right? We just got back from a Latir de Mi Tambor experience, which was powerful, powerful, Um three-day weekend out in Valle de Guadalupe where we had, you know, it was about 24, 24 participants. Um, we did some breath work. We went into the Temascal. We sat with um, plant medicine. Gloria led us all through a beautiful process of um, placing our art and our experience on these drums that we later used, you know, to dance and to feel the beat and to really get into the body. All of the work that I do is about getting into the body because the body is the conduit of life and the body is what we're here to be in while we're here on this planet, right? Most of us are um, always thinking about what's going to happen when I die or um, always up in the head and trying to figure stuff out and, and worried and there's so much anxiety and there's so much depression and there's so many so many mental health and physical problems because I don't think we have enough practice or wisdom about really getting into the body. And, you know, there are certain things that get you into the body, like exercise, dancing, yoga, you know, walking around. Just when your body hurts, oh, my knee, and then you're in the body. <laughs> and when we when we are growing up, our nervous system have so much intelligence that we disconnect so much from our body depending on our situation growing up. Because if you are not allowed to cry at home or if you are not allowed to be angry or be loud or if you're acting up in school and not even acting up, if you're feeling emotions in school, they call it acting up. What's happened in our society is that there's no emotional intelligence. We don't really know how to be with our feelings. We don't know how to be with our emotions. We want to get rid of them, avoid them, not feel them. And we keep on distracting and numbing, distracting and numbing. And if you're in a process and in a journey of healing, you start to realize that that doesn't really work or you hit the wall and you're kind of ready to get back into the body, which is when people usually start to go to sound healing or okay I'll go to yoga or I'm just going to go to the Zumba class or I'm going to start to reconnect but we really as a society as a culture don't know how to do that which is why 
there are so many issues that people call mental problems, which are really, I think, body connection problems. When you're little, when you're a tiny little kid, and you have to freeze your emotion because of, like I said before, you're not allowed to cry, you're not allowed to feel, or something really bad happened to you, or you just, you know, your body is so intelligent, you go into protection mode. Protection mode means don't make any sound because you're going to get in trouble. Behave, be quiet, or um, bypass your needs and your emotions because otherwise you're not going to have a roof over your head and a meal, or at least somebody to supposedly protect you. And there's levels of this, of course, but every single one of us was exposed to it. And we continue to expose ourselves to it because we're not living like we used to, you know, out in community, all outdoors, where your body, this technology of nervous system and magical animalistic tendencies doesn't have the capacity to release emotions to regulate itself to recharge or or discharge all the electromagnetic field thingy majiggies that come in through the phone and the computer and the youtube and all of the technology and concrete that surrounds us and so what ends up happening is that we've normalized that we just numb out in order to allow the body to oh, soften well how do we do that drinking drinking, I come home and I a drink, or I pop a pill, or I shop a hall, or any other way that you might mention it. And the Village Ways Retreat is really a culmination of all of the work that I have been doing since 25 years ago when I began my path of recovery from addiction. I began my path of recovery from addiction. I was, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the way to 25 years old, exploring and exploring and having really good time, but also realizing that Numbing the pain for me wasn't working anymore. No matter how much I drank or used or or did, I still felt this deep sorrow. So my higher self decided, okay, maybe you should go to the meetings now because this isn't working anymore. And I started to go to these meetings and I started to you know, follow um, the instructions of other people that had been staying sober for a long time and it was just for today and don't drink today and don't use drugs today and come back the next day and find a practice that helps you stay connected to yourself or your higher power. And the practice that I found was meditation. It was either prayer or meditation and I wasn't about to pray back then because I was just not in a good standing with the religion baloney. I'm still not, but now I, I understand why, but um, whatever. I, I started to meditate. And the practices that I found of meditation were mind-blowing. Just to sit every day, to follow your breath, to really commit to connecting to the sensations in your body, the emotions that keep coming up. And it wasn't an easy task, but I was desperate, you guys. I mean, I just was like, whatever it takes to not have to go numb out, whatever it takes to be okay with myself. And it came to a point where like, you know, six months, seven months, a year into meditating, I would stand in front of the ocean and literally feel like, I think I'm part of the ocean. Wait, wait, that's crazy. But I feel like I'm part of the ocean. Because something happens when we meditate, when we're in mindfulness, um, when we are intentionally and consciously connecting with ourselves and wanting to heal, 
we realize that there's this greater thing that we're a part of and that is phenomenal. And of course, life comes in waves, you know, and things happen and, you know, it wasn't always like, you know, just because of the meditation, you know, then there's kids and then there's work and there's just things that happen. But I have a constant mindfulness practice throughout the whole 25, 27 years on and off and diving into yoga and diving into, you know, dance theater and diving into other modalities of getting into the body, getting into the body and a lot of talk therapy. But after many, many years, I realized talk therapy doesn't really work anymore if you don't know how to sit with the energetic things that are happening in your body. And all those disconnections that happened when we were little need to start reconnecting because if we don't intentionally reconnect them, what happens with the body is it's like a, it's like a express machine and, um, como y express and eventually it's going to blow up. You're going to get sick. You're going to, you know, really start to feel these, uh, you know, panic attacks or, or, or different emotional um, depressions. I don't want to live. I mean, it's just so simple, but also so complicated. The simplest thing that I've learned in these 27 years now in this journey is there's resilience. People have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, this human thing. You are numbing out because it's an appropriate response to your pain. So don't beat yourself up about it. And there's healing available for everybody through the body. And when talk therapy isn't working anymore or it's limited or yes, you can do some of it. You need to get into what happens when you talk about these things inside your body. What is that connection between the nerve and all the, you know, the brain and all the nerves in your body and all the muscles and all the organs? How do we get in contact with that? It's a, it's a, it's a technique that we can begin to develop by paying attention. Is there heat in my chest? Are my shoulders tight? Am I messing up my teeth every time I go to sleep at night? Because my jaws are so tense because there's so much rage stored up in there. And what happens when you have a practice of yoga, constant practice of yoga, yoga and it doesn't have to be Ashtanga crazy as yoga. You can go to yin yoga. Just no make excuses. Show up or, you know, because this practice connects your brain to every single part of your body through an inhale and an exhale. And what ends up happening is that you come out of the class feeling really re relaxed. Why? Because your nervous system says through breath and connection to your arm, your leg, your stomach, your neck, something begins to happen inside of you that tells your body, oh, we're not being chased by a lion. We're actually safe in here. You know, the deep, long breaths, your, your nervous system has the capacity to calm itself down. And then you leave the yoga class and you go back home, back to your parents and the craziness of life. And it turns back on again because that's what it's supposed to do. So one of the things that I've been working with ever since I began training with the Prison Yoga Project uh, many years ago uh, after one of the yoga teacher trainings was that I realized that we have a choice in how we move, what we say, what we do. Trauma-informed yoga really offers you a choice. Instead of the teacher telling you, inhale, lift your hands up, exhale, touch your toes, it's always an invitation, right? And, you know, 
I'm going to lift my hands up. I invite you if you'd like to. And then it was just so mind-blowing to me. Such a simple group of words. It's all an invitation. What? Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to do this. I don't have to do this. This isn't like a to-do. And then you choose and then you can, you know, you can mindfully, consciously say, okay, why am I not choosing to do this? Um, But then it's your own discernment and curiosity about some of the things that you're doing with your body, some of the things that you're saying or not saying with your voice, some of the things that you're living or not living that you want to live in in your life. So through these modalities of somatic experience, curiously, curious, you know, curious, um, compassionate looking into what is happening in your body and really becoming aware of the power that you have through your breath and through your awareness and through others in community to support you to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. Healing is available for everybody and you are your own healer. Yes, there's doctors that help and naturopaths and Chinese medicine and acupuncturists and shamans and, you know, mujer medicinas and abuelitas with the teas, everybody. We can make a great team. But to own, empoderarse, to have your own power for you to know, I want second opinions. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I can get to know your body is one of the biggest things that I have, that I always encourage and talk about, like. Mm, you're nobody's little bitch and nobody needs to tell you how to run your life. And so this empowerment comes through lots of work and lots of responsibility, right? Owning up to the responsibility of when I'm being a victim or I'm falling into addictive patterns again, or I am not taking care of my health. You know, we have to be responsible for our own health and also responsible for Grabbing onto that birthright that we have of pleasure and and joy and laughter as we also practice the grief and the difficult parts of life um, without avoiding it. Living life on life's terms with a perspective of a connected, open, sacred heart because life is sacred. So in the village ways, we are going to be going to um, this place, which is a beautiful private beach in Punta Monterrey, where it's about an hour from Puerto Vallarta. Jano Galindo is going to be giving us yoga and meditation every day. And he's a phenomenal, compassionate teacher whose masculine and feminine, feminine energies are so balanced. And he's just the coolest, sweetest dude. I mean, he's a very good teacher. And he's going to join us. You know, he's, we're co-creating this retreat, really. He's going to teach yoga Monday, I mean, every day from Monday through Saturday with meditation. And we're going to have a lot, a lot of exper- experiential learning, but a lot of information about how your nervous system works and how childhood trauma can be looked at with compassion and transformed into really liberation. Right, liberation, that's what we want. Liberation through the body, liberation in the heart. We'll one of the one of the trainings that I'm doing right now is Gabramati's compassionate inquiry process. And it's a beautiful, very intense, profound healing 
modality that we're going to incorporate into this retreat. So there'll be a lot of Uncle Gabor, how I call him, Uncle Gabor's teachings here. We're going to be preparing the body and the nervous system and the heart um, for a sacred medicine ceremony with Nino Santos, psilocybin. We'll have live music with these really cool musicotherapeutas, um, music therapists that are from Mexico City, live guitar, violin, drums. And a beautiful group of helpers that are going to help, that are going to be with us, sitting with all of us, taking partaking in the medicine journey to help co-regulate. It's basically a trauma-informed medicine journey to help co-regulate and assist and accompany uh, everybody in their journey, outdoors, under the moon, under the sky, in the sand, with the live music. We're going to have time to go into the Temascal, which is a sweat lodge, which is like an ancient day infrared sauna. But it's the womb of the mother. It's a beautiful experience of going in and bringing um, these volcanic rocks inside where we pour some tea with lots of herbs and your body just gets purified and your heart gets purified. And it's a lot of work of remembering where you come from, your birthright to belong, the true mother, which is Mother Earth, and community and connection. They'll be dancing every night with DJ Curdy's amazing beats on the sunset because healing happens also through movement in the body, right? So we have to, we get to dance. Dancing is one of the most delicious things uh, really that the body can do. Even if you're like, oh, I don't know how to dance. It doesn't matter. It's just, you're just moving, you know, you're just moving your body. And the I don't know how to dancing, I think, comes from some of that programming and some of that trauma when you were not, you know, dancing like whatever, Britney Spears or whoever they were comparing you to. That's a bunch of baloney. The music is in your body. The drum. Oh, because we're also going to have a big drum circle ceremony. So these earth-based practices are, you know, they call them ancestral healings because our ancestors were doing this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And it's a way to disseminate this trauma, to release grief, to release uh, unprocessed um, emotions, to reconnect to the wildness that lives inside of us. It wants so badly to come out, but it's been so repressed. And then when it does come out, it comes out maybe in aggressive and violent ways. Because we haven't found this balance. So what we're trying to do here is have this equanimity. This balance of the feminine and masculine. And this retreat is open to men and women. To everybody. You can come with your partner or come alone. And it is from Monday, May 22nd to Sunday, May 27th. So you need to fly into Puerto Vallarta. As early as you can on Monday. I mean, Monday, we're going to start, the, the opening ceremony starts at 8, dinner starts at 6. But if you want to enjoy the hotel Monday, I would say, try to arrive to Puerto Vallarta early in the morning or get a flight that gets you there by at least 12 or 1. They have flights all over the place in Bolaris. If you're flying in from Tijuana or Mexico City, if you're flying in from the United States, um, there's direct flights into Puerto Vallarta all the time. And from there, it's a one-hour transportation drive to the hotel, 
which is really a private beach ranchy resort where there, all there is is our 16 or 18 cabins in front of the ocean in the middle of the jungle with beautiful yoga shala up on top and a ranch community kitchen where Sergio Gomez is going to be curating all of our meals. He's a mindful chef that we've seen. It's going to be delicious, intentional. And we're going to, uh, you know, have these really great gatherings during breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Your rooms are all looking at the beach and the ocean. They all have a view of the jungle because you're right there in front of this private bay. And all of the modalities and activities that are that are that are going to be happening are going to be really, really spaced out so that we have time to rest and lay in the sun and really realize we're doing nothing without having to rush to the phone or to the computer or to the TV, thus to your body, to your nervous system, to your healing. So there will be a lot of time of slow. And then every night, every night we celebrate fire ceremony, drum ceremony, dancing with the music, ecstatic dance, plant medicine ceremony, and really a lot of laughter and a lot of pleasure. When we do some deep work and we really connect with the pain and the grief, because of course we'll have a grief ritual, grief practice, we want to balance it out with something fun and light and dancing. But then this light and dancing becomes even richer and more deep and powerful because we've touched this and we've accompanied ourselves with compassion and in community. So we're only going to be able to rescue ourselves in this hot mess we're in on the planet through community, through our own friendships with ourselves, with our partners, our children, our, our neighbors, our communities, because there's... It's just too saturated to think that one president or one government is going to be able to do anything. They have their own things to do. Yes, there's programs that need to be done. But us, underground, kind of like bunk rock, you know, communities coming in and coming back to the earth. One of my friends says, well, your retreats are going to be, they're kind of more tribal. And some people want to do a different type of, you know, therapies in the offices. I said, you know. Tribal is really earth-based, non-colonialized, non-structured with only rules that are one, two, three, or you're out. And it's very intuitively delicious for the body because we're part of the earth and because we are really animals. Yes, we might have a different way of thinking and a different consciousness than maybe a lion or a tiger or, you know, a rabbit, but we are mammals. And so we have this need to connect to the earth and that's how we calm ourselves. That's how we co-regulate with our feet in the sand. When you go to the beach, when you go to the mountains, all of a sudden you feel a little bit more calm because... This is how it's supposed to be. This is the nature of reality. This is the nature of our, whatever the heck we're doing here and this little rock flying in the middle of the earth. And so, yes, it's earth-based because throughout 27 years of talk therapy and this therapy and that therapy and this therapy, I have realized that 
yeah, the wise ancestral elders know what's going on. And the colonialism coming in and trying to restructure things, maybe they meant well, I don't know, but they really done fuck shit up. And so we're in it now. It's part of what we're in now. And we can maybe find a balance because we do kind of have to live in both worlds for the most part. So this is what Village Waste is about, is coming in, remembering who you are, being an earth-based um, nature of modalities of working with the body, of expressing, of feeling, of crying, dancing, you know, really processing in a sacred, safe space with community and all the facilitators who have done their work are grounded, no ego, no bullshit, just there in the service of love and truth and healing. In the service of love and truth and healing. And really the intention is also that as we change and heal, then I befriend my body. I can be a little bit more at peace with myself so I can be nicer to my dad, to my partner, to my kids, to my community. And then invite others to do the same so that we can turn this thing around. Like this shifting consciousness isn't going to be turning around if we keep on doing the same things that we've always been doing and let somebody else do it. You know, we have to, we get to partake, participate in our own transformation and getting really excited about how magical life is. Life is magical. But everyone's on medication and on anxiety. And it's just because there's so much stress that we don't know how to manage because we're not friends with emotions and blah, blah, blah. Kind of like the whole beginning of the podcast. <laughs> so I would invite you, you know, if you're struggling, if you're wanting more out of life, if you're wanting a break, a reconnecting, a reset where we work with mindfulness practices of self-compassion embodiment which means connecting it to the body and release grief so that we can really really tap into softness and joy and pleasure in consciousness in a responsible way of course lots of fun i invite you to come join us the investment for this retreat is twenty six hundred dollars that's three meals a day five nights and six days in a phenomenal resort right in front of the ocean. One hour from Puerto Vallarta is called Punta Monterrey. And all of the teachers and instructions and programs, everything, everything, the sweat lodge, your medicine, live music, everything's included. You just have to fly your little self or drive yourself if you're over there to Puerto Vallarta. So some of you have already registered and it's important that you buy your flight ticket as soon, the sooner the better, because then it's going to be less money if you buy it now than if you buy it in April or May. Don't forget to pay the $10 extra to be able to be flexible with times or whatever. Um, Because sometimes you might want to stay an extra day once you're over there. So you arrive Monday the 22nd early, as early as you can. Or to give yourself enough time, which is about an hour and a half drive from the airport to Punta Monterrey. And then Saturday, we close the retreat at noon. And so you can come, you know, get the 3 p.m. flight, the 4 p.m., the 5 p.m., the 9 p.m. There's lots of flights 
coming in all the time because Puerto Vallarta is a pretty um traffic um a pretty busy airport. There's flights coming and going all the time. And um what else? Any questions, anything else, you know, feel free to DM. I'll be going live a lot here on Instagram to kind of talk about this and the why behind it and any more, you know, whatever questions come up and to really um, encourage that if you've been on, oh, I kind of want to try, you know, this journey with the psychedelics, with those mushrooms, I don't really, there's so much, you know, research about it. The trauma-informed journey with preparation before and support after is the best way to go. Showing up to some place to just take medicine and then leave that same day or the next morning without any follow-up is not recommended because you open up so much. You know, these plant medicines, no wonder they've been illegal because they really open up your consciousness, open up your heart, your awareness. But when we haven't the practices or the background to kind of hold that and to integrate that, and even sometimes when you do, um, it can be a little bit more difficult to integrate. So this is an opportunity to prepare pre and post. And when you sign up for the retreat, of course, you'll have a one, you know, if two of necessary sessions with me of compassionate inquiry, where we can kind of do an intake and talk about what your intention is for the medicine. And then post retreat, we always do integration zooms following up to make sure we check in on ourselves and, and that we don't just go there and then forget about it. Once we're in with a community, you know, you're going to make some friends for life. If you're looking for community, if you're looking for healing, if you're looking for a deeper, more profound experience of your humanity where you're not driving in anxiety and depression and rushing and just uh, not really softening into just stopping and noticing the awe and the wonder of being alive, come and join us. Come and join us. Thank you for listening to this video. Please share it and rate the podcast and hit me up if you have any questions. And we will see you soon.